It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Reds, your daily Cincinnati Reds podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. into your daily source for the Cincinnati Reds throughout the offseason. This is the Locked On Reds podcast, and I'm your host, Jeff Carr. And here we go. Welcome in to the Locked On Reds podcast. Thank you guys so much for joining me today on today's show. Stephen Offenbaker joins me. We're going to talk about the third base position and A. Eugenio Suarez, the awesomeness that he is. Also, we talk about the whole idea of Major League Baseball proposing that crap plan to the players. Going to get into all of that here in just a second, but real quick, always reminder that the month of May is brought to you by Built Bar on the Locked On Reds podcast. Go to BuiltBar.com and enter promo code LOCKEDON at checkout for $10 off your first order of the best tasting protein bar on the market. All right, now, without further ado, let's jump into my talk with Stephen Offenbaker. All right, for today's Locked On Reds, we've got back with us again to talk about some Reds players for hopefully an upcoming season. My friend and yours, Stephen Offenbaker from the Big Island of Hawaii, coming to you live. Steve, how are you, man? Aloha. How you doing, Jeff? What's going on in the greater Cincinnati area? It was above 50 today, and so I went outside. Wow, you guys have some really trippy weather going on right now. I, <laughs> it's I, annoying. I, I feel bad. It. It's uh, it's, it, uh, it's the, wild. The, In fact, I was commenting to somebody today that even out here, you know, from May we're having weird weather where it's you know getting down into the low 60s at night and it's raining on the uh, what we call the leeward side of the island, which is the dry side. Uh, we've been getting rain, so it's been a little unusual weather even here. It's just been weird because like our you know, local weatherman, I think it was uh, Local 12, he said that uh, we are 15 degrees cooler than our average temperature. Not even like the record or anything like that, but the average temperature for right now today was 15 degrees cooler. And I'm like, of course. just I mean, let's just, come on. What else is weird? Let's throw it all on this year. Can At least maybe we can get it out of the way and then nothing weird happens the rest of our lives. How's that sound? That sounds pretty darn good <laughs> i tell you well you know who's not weird you know who's actually pretty darn awesome a eugenio suarez oh you gotta love gino dude he has become the face of this team and last year i mean if i think he had two or three if i remember is he was two or three home runs that were just robbed so he should have had 50 home runs but overall just an awesome year which the the funny thing, and I don't want to harp on this too much because we love Gino, and me and you both agree on the fact that he is the face of the Reds now, and he is an awesome dude. He did lead the league in strikeouts last year, but that's neither here nor there. It was a great year. He he led the league in strikeouts while also still batting two seventy one. I mean that's that's pretty remarkable. Well, and the thing to keep in mind, yes, he led the league in strikeouts at one eighty nine, but 
you know, my favorite number, OPS plus. He had an OPS plus of 134. And understand, as great as his season was, the previous year in 2018, his OPS plus was higher at 136. So, you know, there were some people that wanted to talk about... 2019 being a fluke, uh, the 49 homers being a result of the the changes to the baseball, and that could be. I mean, he jumped from 34 home runs to 49 home runs uh, between 2018 and 2019. But overall season performance, um, you know, we have a trend from 2017 OPS plus of 115 to 136, and then he remained in the 130s at 134. So I think that, uh, and, and not forget, he also received some votes for MVP. So you have to uh, think that we've got a, a prime Eugenio Suarez that is going to continue to deliver at this level for the next couple of years, and that's really, really exciting. And that's awesome to see the kind of consistency you're talking about with the OPS Plus because it shows there's a little bit of a game difference. He missed a few more games in 2018 as opposed to 2019. I mean, there were only three games that he didn't play in 2019, but he only had like a, a difference of something like 50 at-bats or something like that. And so for him to still make that 15 home run jump was pretty big. I mean, hitting 15 home runs and 50 at-bats, that would be an insane, like, ratio of home runs to at bats but even still like I, I i love what he did i think that it's mostly sustainable i'm not going to sit here and tell you that he's going to hit 50 home runs every year but i definitely don't think it's really that hard to squint and see him uh batting i mean and you don't even really need to squint i don't know why i said it. you don't need to squint to see him batting 270 with like a 360 on base and that 572 slugging is just that that's pretty nice Oh, I'll take that. And I, I think that 270, you know, that may be a little bit low from where he ends up. You know, I think that he is seeing the ball well. I think that uh, if we have baseball in 2020, he's going to be coming in completely healed and healthy. Uh, that that summertime, uh, sorry, that offseason pool mishap will be well behind him. His shoulder will be completely healed. Uh, you know, and as consistent as he's been, I expect him to be up around 280, 290. That would be my prediction in a full season of baseball uh, from Gino. Um, you know, over 100, let's call it 100 games if there's baseball this year. I know they're talking about a half season right now, but in a 100-game performance, I could see him hitting 280, 290. I appreciate you. uh attempting to slip up and think that he only had to swim in the summertime because of him, you, and me, I'm the only one that has to worry about whether it's summertime to go swimming or not. But uh, <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> anyway, um, when, when we look at Gino, though, is there anything that concerns you? I mean, obviously, he's not the perfect player, but when you look at Gino, what is something he could improve upon this year? I would like to see him cut those strikeouts down just a little bit, um, you know. And I know that today's game, there's a lot more, you know, swing and miss, trying to crush the ball, uh, with the uh, the players actually trying to achieve the proper launch angle and drive the ball out of the ballpark. You know, there's got to be a sacrifice somewhere, and that's contact, and that's uh, you know the old philosophy of just put the ball in play. Uh, you know, they're more looking for a pitch they can drive, and and I get it. But I would like to see him cut, you know, 40 or 50 strikeouts off of that total and get back down into the 140 range where he was consistently over the last couple of years. 
Uh, if he can do that, you know, that'll bring up, you know, I would assume, you know, he'd be reaching base a little bit more with less strikeouts, at least putting the ball in play. You know, that could help his on-base percentage. That could help his numbers. So, you know, if there was one criticism I have for him, I think he plays great defense. I think he's consistent. I think that he is the face of the franchise now, like you said. And if he could cut those strikeouts down, I mean, I, I truly could push him to uh, elite level as far as National League third basemen go. I agree. And one thing... Something that people always said like early on in his career that he wasn't that great defensively. I think really he's become a pretty solid dude there at the hot corner, wouldn't you say? Oh, yeah. Well, he was suspect that first year, but that was his first year. You know, we were asking him to do something that he hadn't been doing, uh, you know, and probably one of the most difficult positions on the field. I mean, you know, sometimes the way the ball gets stung down that third baseline, I, I – give these guys a lot of credit because I don't know that I would stick my face in there and try and field some of these balls. And, you know, to Suarez's credit, he worked hard. His defense has improved um, pretty much all of his time in Cincinnati. And uh, I think that I have no complaints about how he plays the hot corner. It was interesting. I was just looking up some stats, like trying to break down his strikeouts and I just had this weird thought of like, I wonder how many times he had two strikes that he worked a walk. He actually worked 36 walks out of two strike counts. So you could see maybe a few more walks tipped over from that strikeout count. And I think that, I mean, we're looking at a much, much better even on the on-base percentage number-wise for Gino, and I don't think it's that hard to see him doing that because he's playing with a couple of dudes that really know the strike zone pretty well in Joey Votto and and even now with Shogo Akiyama to see how that all works out. But what do you expect? Because I, I could kind of see him maybe coming down a little bit to earth, maybe closer to 40 home runs this year. But I don't know, do you think he continues to crack the 100 RBI mark and hit maybe a little bit above 270? Uh, for as far as RBIs goes, I, I do see that because, the, you know, the, the Reds lineup is just going to be improved this year. Uh, there's going to be more people on base and there's going to be more opportunities for him to drive guys in. Uh, I think that from a hitting perspective overall, I think those home run numbers will come back to earth a little bit. Uh, you know, who the hell knows what Major League Baseball is going to do with the baseball? Uh, is it going to be the same baseball from last year? Is it going to be changed? And whether it is changed or not, they're not going to tell us the truth about it. So there's not going to be a way to know. They're going to lie. They're going to say they didn't do anything, even though they clearly did. So from that perspective, um, you know, your guess is as good as mine. I do think that his home run totals will come back down if they make adjustments to the baseball. Uh, you know, along with that also, I think that there is a possibility that Suarez is going to be asked to do some things uh, defensively that he has not been asked to do uh, in the last several years. And, and we don't know if that will have an impact on his uh, offensive preparation uh, if he's having to do increased defensive preparation. So it will be interesting to see how it plays out. For those of you that love the wins above replacement stat, last three years he's totaled 11.6 wins above replacement according to BaseballReference.com. It's what I'm looking at right now. He continues that sort of torrid pace for building war. That contract that the Red Signer is just going to continue to look better and better every single year. Oh, I, I, they're getting so much value out of this deal that that Suarez signed and you know one of the things that is most impressive is I have not one time heard Suarez ever mention 
wishing that he had waited or wanting to renegotiate that deal or complaining Ooh. about money at all because he he's well under what he could draw on the market right now and to to Suarez's credit he took the contract he's super you know said all, all the right things and been very positive and very happy so um you know I really do feel like he has replaced Joey Votto really as the quasi captain of this team he has been, I mean, he's really embraced the community, become not only just the face of the franchise on the field, but really a leader for the Reds off the field. And that is what has just absolutely impressed me about Eugenio Suarez so much is that he carries himself in such a manner that it's very, very fun to root for him. He's a guy that I will root for for a long time. I mean, if, if for some reason, if for something happens and at the end of his contract, he goes to another team, I'll still root for him then because he is an awesome dude. I wanted to point out our brand new sponsor for the month of May built bar built bar has the best tasting bar on the market. So many different flavors. You've got it. You got to check them out at builtbar.com. Just an absolute Netflix-like list of great flavors. You have all kind of peanut butter and chocolate. You've got uh, German chocolate cake, banana nut bread. And if you have a nut allergy, they have a dedicated plant that processes their protein bars without any sort of machinery that comes into contact with nuts. So you can trust them to be completely allergen-free with things like mint chocolate cream, double chocolate mousse, lots of great chocolate flavors. You just got to try them. They are so good. And for the main bar that you could probably think of when you think of a protein bar, you're probably thinking about Cliff Bar. But Built Bar has half of the calories, seven times less of the carbs, and seven times less sugar than Cliff Bar does. So you're getting great taste and it's healthy for you as well. And today you can go to builtbar.com and at checkout, enter promo code LOCKED ON, that's L O C K E D O N, to get $10 off your first order today. Go to builtbar.com. Promo code LOCKED ON at checkout for $10 off your first order. Something, um, and, and talking about his contract, and that, that, that's got me thinking. Major League Baseball proposed a return. And I know we're getting a little off topic here with the evaluations of players and stuff, but the idea behind evaluating players is that we're hoping to see them on the field this year. Major League Baseball took some kind of step. I'm not going to say they took a full step forward because it feels like a full step forward with like two steps back. Like they, I don't know, like some weird you know, stretch, spread your legs stance or something like, like if you're in yoga no, no, doing like a, no, yeah. no, 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 they didn't take, <laughs> they didn't take a step forward. They, they, they somehow managed to shoot themselves in the foot this week. Right. I, 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 how do you go and you say, all right, so we've got this proposal. We're going to bring baseball back, baby. We got 82 games. We got expanded playoffs, universal DH. You're going to keep your divisions. You just have regional schedules, but you keep your same divisions, all of that good stuff. And just by the way, we're not going to pay you near as much, but we're going to play baseball guys. Let's have fun and agree to all of this. Come on. Uh, no, 
That's exactly how that went. And, you know, there's there's so many things wrong with this proposal. There's so many things wrong with how the owners and Manfred Hates Baseball have, have done this thing. You know, the simple fact of the matter is for a return to baseball, all they had to do was come up with a schedule and figure out how many games they were going to be able to squeeze in and how they were going to ensure – player and public safety. That's all they had to do. But they couldn't do that. They couldn't leave well enough alone. They couldn't just be happy with restarting the sport and putting a product on the field and making everybody happy. Oh no, now's the time that we're going to try and ramrod through every single thing that we want to try and uh, mess with the game about so that we can get our way. This is where Manfred puts in his universal DH. This is where we do the ridiculous extra inning rules of starting runners on different bases. And all of these things that Manfred does because he hates the sport. He hates the game. And so what he's going to do is try and change it completely and see if he can bring in the people that don't like baseball. And that's what you get when you have a commissioner that hates the sport that he's in charge of protecting and overseeing. And as long as that man is in charge of this sport, I'm telling you right now that we are overseeing the demise of Major League Baseball as we know it because this guy is going to run it into the ground, squeeze out every little dime that he can over the next two to three years. And I wouldn't be surprised at all if there is a prolonged work stoppage at the end of this collective bargaining agreement it's just so sad because uh, there's not really a I, I i like to think of myself as an optimist but there's not really an optimistic point of view of looking at how rob manfred treats all of this stuff because it's exactly like you said like he's sliding all this stuff in here and tony clark has it pegged correctly and the players have it pegged correctly that a a revenue sharing thing is the easiest segue in the world to a salary cap. And they absolutely, completely stopped everything about baseball for the better part of a year. The last time Major League Baseball tried to get a salary cap installed. What on earth does Rob Manfred think is going to be any different about this? Just because they don't have the same guys in the players' union? That, I, I, I think it's ridiculous in the fact that they're even trying to do that. And, 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 and it's not as if the players knew this was coming. In fact, the players were assured because they had an agreement in March. This is how we're going to play, pay you. It's going to be prorated based on the games that you play. Okay, great. We have a deal. Oh, but wait. Major League Baseball slipped in some really ambiguous wording and some really shady stuff to make it seem as though, well, there is this little contingency that if we don't have fans in ballparks, then we can completely blow up this agreement and start over. I mean, that is just, uh, I don't care. And I know, and the other thing that's going to bug me to death about this is there is going to be fans out there that side with ownership. And I don't understand that because this is... Well, and those are the same people that want to talk to you about Joey Votto's contract all the time. Those are the same people that... That, that they just clearly don't get it. Yeah, you know what? Major League Baseball players, there are a lot of millionaires. But you have to understand, when you come out against the players and you come out against them because they're millionaires, you're falling in line and supporting a bunch of billionaires that are trying to take advantage of people. This is not the uh, the choice of, well, it's the millionaires versus the common man, the average Joe small business owner. That's a bunch of crap. It's billionaires. I mean, just look at the Cincinnati Reds and look at what... Uh, Castellini has done since he's bought this team. He bought this team for $275 million and it is currently valued at over $1 billion. 
I said billion, $1 billion that this team is valued at. And estimates from Forbes say that the Cincinnati Reds have made $150, $175 million over the course of Castellini's ownership in profit. So not only did his investment go up to over a billion dollars, but he's put $150 million in his pocket on top of that. So there is not one person that can convince me that the players are the bad guys in this. Not at all. And, and uh, the other part of this equation, and supposedly, according to reports, they didn't even bring up the economics of the proposal today, and they met for over two and a half hours. I think mostly probably what they talked about was player safety and how this is going to affect things, and if someone tests positive, what happens then? Because the players are the one that's out there. Owners for the team, the people who work in the league office, Rob Manfred, they don't have to leave their house. And the baseball goes. But it only goes because the players are out there. And they're sitting there saying, yeah, we get it. You're out there. You're playing. But uh, here's the deal. You're not going to hardly get that much money. And, and it pains me to see different things. I just saw something earlier on Twitter that on, I think it was on NewJersey.com or NJ.com, that Mark Teixeira had come out and said, if I'm a player, I'm accepting pennies on the dollar because we are here to inspire people, and that would be better than not playing baseball at all. That's exactly right. You should be upset. And I really, this is one of the very rare instances where if if given the choice of caving to this crap or sticking to a work stoppage, shut it down. Shut it down for the whole year and then come back under the previously agreed upon contract that is in effect for one more season. And then let's just see how the owners deal with having to completely renegotiate the CBA. You know, the players are not required to give in one little bit right now. No, I, I just, I hope they toe the line. I really do. And, and the, the interesting part about this is, and one of the reasons you, you mentioned that you don't think we'll have baseball because of this. And <sighs> I hate to admit it, but I'd be inclined to agree with you because we're talking about far and away, not even close, the most powerful players union in professional sports. Like it's head and shoulders above any other league. They got the World Series canceled at one point because the owners would not meet their demands. Like we're not talking about a group of people that are going to look at this proposal and be like, oh, well. Yeah, you know, it's only temporary. We'll totally agree with it, and then we'll come back and we'll fix it in like a year or something like that. No, they're not going to do that, and the owners know that, and the owners still try to pass this crap anyway. It's just, uh, it's on annoying, a, On Steve. a lighter note, was that a, was that like a, a Brooklyn Mother's accent you were doing just then? I, what exactly, <laughs> what exactly so. was that voice? Are you going <laughs> to offer me some food now? Or do I look like I'm... Do I look skinny? Do you, are you going to fix me a plate? What's going on? Yeah, come in here. I, 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 <laughs> I think I just do random accents whenever I'm pissed off. I don't know. <laughs> Watch out. I might have like some kind of Irishman come out here in a minute. Who knows? Um, <laughs> Steve, man, I, whew, that, that one got, that one got heated real quick and I didn't mean for it to get that heated, but, uh, it's it's annoying because I want baseball back, and it seems like this should be easy, but they just made it so much harder. Well, before you uh, wrap on us, let's circle back to Gino for just a minute because yeah. I do want to point out that Gino is really the key piece in my plan that nobody agrees with that involves a whole lot of players playing multiple positions throughout the season. 
Okay. And, you know, what I want from Gino is him to be the primary third baseman, and I want him to be the the primary backup at shortstop. And people don't agree with me. They they can consistently talk about he's too big to play shortstop now. He put on all this weight. You know, I think he can fill that position, and I think he could play there 50 games a year. Uh, given the fact that the defensively, all of the baseball teams now employ so many shifts and there's so much defensive movement. You know, it's not like the old days. We're not expecting him to go over there and be a gold glove shortstop. We're expecting him to be able to admirably fill in on the times we need him. And then what that does is if he becomes the primary backup shortstop, it allows all kinds of other pieces to move around to maximize the guys you can get in the lineup. It allows Moustakas to move from second to third. It allows Senzel to come in and play on the infield and play at second base. It allows you to get to all the other outfielders in the game. It, it just lets you do so many things that where you can get pretty much all of these guys, even if we don't have a designated hitter next year, it gets all of these guys in the lineup six days a week. And, you know, that's a pretty dangerous lineup in my mind. That would be an awesome plan. And I know that some people may want me to disagree with you on this, but I'm right there with you because in this age of shifts and defensive strategies that don't necessarily involve a defensive player being the only guy in his area that can make a play, I mean, we've got Mike Moustakas playing second base. We we had, and this was seven years ago, we had Shinsu Chu playing center. If if those guys can play those positions, Gino can play shortstop. It's not that hard. And I really 100%. Th- yeah, I really think this that's This is the feasible. same organization that brought you Jesse Winker and Scott Shebler in center field. <laughs> so don't talk to me at all about who we're going to run out there at shortstop for 50 games. That is exactly right. And that was, like, I got some pushback. I know um, one of the other Locked On hosts, I believe it was uh, Locked On Red Sox, Gabrielle, she asked uh, National League fans who their designated hitter would be. And I said, probably most of the time it's going to be Joey Votto. And there were some other people that are just like, ah, Jesse Winker and all them. They're worse fielders. And, yeah, you know, I could see some other guys playing designated hitter as well. But I think Joey, you move him into designated hitter and – well, anyway, that's like a whole nother podcast tease for a later podcast on a different podcast. But yeah, uh, I, I I love the idea, though, of putting Gino as the backup shortstop, because that does open up a lot of possibilities to get some dudes, Nick Senzel, who don't have a clear path to playing time, more playing time. All right. Sorry. Had to take a drink there. Steve? I thank you so much, sir, for being on today's podcast, talking about Gino and getting a little heated with me about this idiocy that they are trying to get baseball restarted with and all this good stuff. Coming up next time we have Steve on the podcast, we're going to be talking about the second base position, which is kind of going to be some fun stuff. I mean, obviously we've got Mike Moustakis, and if we're looking at a designated hitter, it could be even more different we'll get to all of that on the next show what's coming up though here on the reds alert podcast well for the reds alert podcast we are uh, in the finishing stages of uh, putting together uh, one of our forgotten heroes episodes with historian steven wider we're going to be talking about eddie roush and then in addition to that uh, we'll have you back on my show 
to uh, do a little talking about what we expect out of the first base position and uh, what that looks like uh, with Joey Votto maybe playing somewhere else. So uh, those are the two things we've got coming up immediately. And then, uh, of course, if there's any kind of big news, breaking news, uh, a finalized plan for the restart or the cancellation of baseball, we'll, of course, get into that as well. You can find that on the Reds Alert podcast that's coming up here soon. Make sure that you are subscribed to both the Reds Alert and the Locked on Reds podcast wherever you can get your podcasts. We'll talk to you guys soon. Thanks, Steve. Aloha. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.